This episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Review is brought to you by Arby's. We don't make food, we make Arby's. Phoenix West, The Twilight Zone Episode Review Show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW The Twilight Zone Review. Today's episode is 122, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. It debuted March 4th, 1960. Not that you give a shit about that. I'm Phoenix West, your host, the only person who's ever talked on microphone in this fucking show in the history of the entire show. If you didn't know who I was, I can't help you. Unless you're catching up on this random episode and you're just like, hey, I'll tune in because I like this episode of The Twilight Zone. In that case, welcome. And also, fuck you, because you should have listened to all of them. Because that's how the world works, right? If you don't start at the beginning, you're, you're, you're a bandwagon fan. And that's how we treat people. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. I lash out because I love too much. Okay, so this episode is one of the classics, right? I, I feel like this should be in the top ten of, like, like um, Time Enough at Last, whatever the episode's called. The uh, Eye of the Beholder. The Talking Tina Doll episode. I forget their name sometimes. The, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of them that are just classics. And this is one of them. And this is, I want to say this is probably the most real episode there is. It's, it's amazing. So let's just get to it. Um, opens with Rod describing that this is, this is Maple Street, USA. And I'm like, there's, there's only one? There's just one Maple Street in the U.S.? I, I feel like that's grossly under under the number of you know what I mean over under one million Maple Streets in the U.S. I would still I might let's just say let's consecutive survey ten thousand over under I might still go over like there could be ten thousand and one more so than one obviously right the number's got to be closer to ten thousand I assume. I just, I, no, it's not the only one, you fucking asshole. Why would you say that? Okay, so um, basically the episode is starts off with white people heaven being interrupted by a noise, which sounds like this weird spaceship. It's like, you know, that sort of shit. And then for some fucking reason, denial, I don't know what it is. They go, what was that noise? And he goes, I think it was a meteor. It must have been a meteor. What? Helen, I don't know their names. Helen, and I think a meteor just passed by. That was weird. And she comes out on the porch. She's like, what was that? And he goes, it was a meteor. I'm like, how the fuck do you know what a meteor sounds like? I can't, give me an index of sounds, all of the sounds in the world. I would never be able to pick out which one was the meteor sound, the meteor sound effect if I was editing a fucking movie. I don't fucking know what a meteor sounds like. And they're all dead set on, yep, that's a meteor. That's what those sound like. Those pass by all the time. Those are just constantly flying by our house, and it's just waking us up and making our wives come out and ask. And it's just, it's a real fucking problem on Maple Street. Is Maple Street like 6,000 miles in the fucking air, like right by the, right by the fucking ozone? Is it just, is it that close where meteors are a fucking problem? It's like living too close to a train. I don't, I can't, I can't picture it. It's like the, the Brad Pitt's apartment in Seven where they live right next to the train tracks and it's just like, and it shakes the whole fucking thing. Is that what meteors are like on Maple Street? I don't understand. It really bothers me. Okay, so everyone's shit suddenly just stops working. Like all the electricity goes out, their cars don't work. They're, I know, they show all this shit happening. Like the little guy's lawnmower stops working. And I was like, Steve's carrying a bucket. This guy named Steve, main character. And I was like, did the fucking bucket stop holding liquids? Like everything's breaking. Like what's happening? And people are freaking out over the power. And it's just like, this 
all the power's out, and they're all freaking out, and they're all blaming each other, and they're like, what's going on? I was like, oh my god, is that think it's over on the other street? I think it's over on uh, Clark Street, or where the fuck the other street was? I don't know. And and it's just people acting, and there's this, oh, sorry, this note doesn't, I can't make sense of the note I have, so I'm just going to skip it. It's, basically, it's old people who can't act saying lines. That's what this whole episode is in the beginning. Okay, that's what the note means. I'm sorry. I was going really fast there, and I had to slow way down. Came to a screeching halt. Uh, so, this whole Maple Street is full of old people who don't know how to fucking act, apparently. And it's, they're all just like, I will, I, will, I will head over to the other street to make sure they're also out of power. And then, while he's gone, this guy, they show the close-up of his hammer, and he leaves. And then this creepy teenager comes out, and he's like... He tells Steve, who's like this big dude with this awesome voice. I love, I love the, the actor that plays Steve has just an amazing voice that makes me so happy to hear. He, you know, like, people say they want Morgan Freeman to narrate stuff. I want this guy, but he's dead, so I can't. That's, that got really sad really quickly, didn't it? Anyway, he tells them that, that them in the spaceship don't want people to leave. He doesn't want us to, they don't, they don't want us to leave. They don't want us to move. They want us, you know, they want us right here. They're, that's why they took away our cars. That's why they took away this and that and this. That. Took away our power. You can't, you can't contact the outside world because the, the, the phones are out. And then the teenager tells everyone that in the comics, they send a family ahead to keep tabs on everyone. And this is what sets this whole fucking thing in motion, this whole episode. And you kind of realize at this point, like, oh, they are, they are going to turn on each other. And normally I hate that shit. Normally, I really do not like when... Because this is my biggest fear. I've talked about this in on, in my stand-up sets before. This is my biggest fear is when people turn against each other. It's more so than like fucking aliens and, and vampires and shit. Because that shit's not real. Okay, aliens might be real, but they're not coming here and they're not going to do what you, know, what you think they're going to do. They're not going to come here, basically, in your lifetime. So, I'm not worried about them at all. I don't care. Not, werewolves aren't real. Don't give a shit. But my point is... Civil unrest is like a real big fear of mine because it happens all the fucking time. It just happened in Dallas like a month or two ago. It shit happens in real life and it, it it's scary. It's real fucking scary, and it comes so quickly. And you don't. Get, my biggest thing is you don't get any answers. But in this in this episode, they do it so well to the point where you're, where you're still waiting for the aliens and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. The aliens don't matter. It's this episode's about these people turning on each other who supposedly are, are a neighborhood and supposed to love it and be neighbor, neighborly, be right neighborly. Toffee. But they're, but they're fucking turning on each other and you realize that's what the whole point of it is. And this teenager sets us all in motion by talking about his comic books. Um, this guy named Les tries to start his car. It won't start. He gets out of the car. He walks a couple feet. The whole neighborhood's sitting there watching. And then the car starts on his own, on its own. And everyone in the scene needs to state that he wasn't near the car when it started. Like, they, they really had to get that across to, to the 1960 audience, apparently. They couldn't, like, the, our audience is too stupid. They won't figure this out. So let's just, let's have everyone in shot just say the fact that he wasn't near the car. Cause they're like, how did it start, Les? You weren't even in it. And he go, the woman goes, you weren't even near that car. And you were 16 feet away from it. You weren't even in it. Who turned it on? You weren't even near it. And this is everybody gets their line out about this. Um, people immediately get mobbed up on Les. And like, why is your car starting, huh? Why, why is it your car, huh? That's weird. Wonder what's going on. Wonder if you're that family that came ahead. You, you and your oddball family. And, uh, yeah, just you can see it just starting to spiral out of control right there. Um, people start... The rumor mill starts going, and they start talking about Les and how he's staring at the stars. And he's like, it's, "I have insomnia, so I come out and stare at the sky. It relaxes me." And then, 
he uh, they're, they're all outside at night just watching his fucking house like all night. Like that's their fucking plan. They're gonna they're gonna stargaze by his, his Les's house, and they they think that's fine though. That's that's not suspicious at all. But this is weird. They're all just staring at him, and he walks out because he gets sick of it. And he comes out at night and he starts walking toward them. And he's like, I have insomnia, motherfuckers. That's why I'm up. You're all staring at my house. It's scary. And then he starts to walk toward him, and they all start backing up. And like, oh, God, here comes Len. Here comes that oddball Les. And I was like, this dude's the original Brian Cranston. If you, if you watch the episode, listen to him, watch his face. He's the original Brian Cranston. He really is. Um, but, yeah, everyone's in their, in their own yard, just camped out, staring at Les's house. And it's fucking weird. And then Steve comes out, and he's like, this is stupid. This has got to end. You know, this is, this is stupid. What are we doing here staring at his house? What if it was you? What if it was you? And then the fat dude who's basically heading up this mob turns on Steve and he's like, well, your wife says some shit about you. You know, she says you're building a, a radio in the basement. What's that all about? And Steve's like, I don't have, I'll show you the radio. Or his wife goes, I'll show you the radio. And she's like, no, no, we don't have to prove this. We don't have to say anything. We don't have to prove it to anybody. They they want it. They can see them. Damn. So like, I, I don't have to prove anything. Very reasonable. I, Agree because what are you gonna they get if they get in your house? They're gonna be like, that's a radio, it still doesn't prove it doesn't talk to aliens, it doesn't prove anything. So he's like, no, no, fuck you. He's the only person that's aware of like what's really happening. Of like, we, we're turning on each other, and that's a terrible idea. But that's kind of the idea of the episode. Um, there's a great, I like to talk about the shots of the show because I love the cinematography of this, this era. There's a great wide shot. Where you see Steve yelling at all the neighbors, like, what are we doing here? This is stupid. Like, we're turning on each other for no reason. And the, the audio gets all echoey. So it comes from, like, a close-up of them, and, it's just, and it pulls a wide of the whole neighborhood, and he's just yelling. And it's echoey. And I love that stuff. The sound design is amazing. And it goes right back into the tight shot, and the echo goes away. I love that stuff. Very simple, obviously. But, and really, the echoes because they're just on a soundstage. But I loved it. I love that stuff. The uh, you hear some slow footsteps approach while he's yelling, and then Charlie grabs a fucking shotgun, the the fat dude, and we see the hammer on on Pete on his little thing. So it's, you know it's the old guy who walked away, and then Charlie fucking shoots him because they don't see who it is, and then they walk over and they're like, "You shot him, Charlie! Oh my god, Charlie! How do you do, Charlie?" And I'm like, "This is my nightmare, where it's just people don't react to reasoning, and that's terrifying." When they, when they, not only do they not react to reasoning, they don't give a shit. They give so easily to just whatever's happened. Like, I'm scared, so bang, you're dead. Like, that's terrifying. It really is. People are real fucking dumb. Um, Charlie's defending his decision, this decision, I'm drunk, his decision to shoot without, you know, seeing who it was. And all of a sudden the lights go on at Charlie's house and they, you know, they start going in and out and people start to panic. Um, Charlie freaks out. Um, I can't remember at this point if he gets hit in the head with something and he starts bleeding. And then he accuses the fucking teenager of being the one that doesn't belong because all the lights are all the lights in the neighborhood are going on and off at this point, and they're all start going, "Is it you? Why are you? Is it you?" And he's like, "It's the fucking kid." And they start chasing him for half a second. And this this is when the lights start flickering all over, so it saved this goddamn kid, luckily. And then you realize they're all just like. If your lights go on in your house, they're, they're on to you. And then one second later, when the, the neighbor's house goes on, they're on to that person. 
and so on. It just, it's just like, ah, yeah, you get, you, yeah, you, no, no, not this guy, just go, oh, this guy. It's just lots of that going on. And I was like, God damn, this is terrifying. So it's just, they're just looking for anybody, anything, for no reason. It, it, if your light's on, it's you. If it turns off, it's not you. And they don't, they don't, they're not reasonable enough to stop and go, okay, all of the lights are flickering. It's clearly not any one of us right now. We don't have any further proof. If your lights are on, your lights are on. That doesn't prove, you know what I mean? It doesn't prove anything. It just proves that your lights are on. And when everyone's lights are on, that's as good as nobody's lights being on. And that's what I'm saying. So they all start <laughs> erupting in the chaos. And it's this great scene where they start like, ah! But they pull to a wide shot of the neighborhood. And basically they're scattering these weapons all over the place. They start grabbing them. They grab the, the hammer off Pete. What's his name? Pete? His, his little thing in his leg. I don't know what you call that. The little carpenter carpenter pants. They have that little thing that dangles next to your pocket. That's where you put a hammer. That's what those are for. That's why they're called carpenter pants. That thing. They grab it out of that, whatever that's called, the loop, the pant loop. No, that's the thing where the belt goes. I don't know what the fuck you call that thing. The hammer holder on jeans, on cheap jeans that you buy. Oh, my God. You got really focused on the jeans there. That was weird. Fashion advice from LAW, if nothing else. So, anyway, the... Uh, they start to grab weapons and they start running all over the place. And I love it because you can tell the, the director was like, just start running over and sweat, like, ah, and screaming and just have your weapon raised and start running back and forth across the street. And then you realize when you, if you really watch it for what it is, it's just actors running back and forth, threatening other neighbors, but not doing anything about it because they, they don't have the stunts to like start killing their own neighbors. <laughs> Yeah, because if you were to actually film this for what it were, they would all start killing each other. But they, they couldn't do that because it was like CBS 1960. So they just start, ah, ah, and they're just running back and forth with weapons like, ah, I don't know what to do. Because <laughs> they're not mobbed up at this point. They're just on their, everyone's on their own. Everyone. So they're just not killing each other. So they don't know what to do. And it's, it's hilarious to watch when you, when you have that mindset. Because <laughs> this is nothing. It's nonsense. And then uh, it pulls back even further. There's a cool shot where you see this neighborhood in the distance. And then you see the aliens who look like humans, kind of. They have little, little antennas in their ears. And then they, they're explaining their experiment about letting the humans destroy themselves. And, like, this is what they do. They create panic and let them kill themselves. Why, you know, why waste the calories or whatever your, your alien calorie version of calorie is? Why waste, the, why waste the, quote, manpower when we can just let them do it themselves, you know? It makes sense. It really does. You let them kill themselves instead of you having to, you know, put forth the effort. Why not? Fuck it. And he goes, the world is full of Maple Streets. And I was like, not according to the fucking intro. Thanks, Rod. He said, Maple Street, USA. I assume that meant the only one. Now the world's full of them? Oh, okay. Now we're expanding our horizons. Now we're close to that 10,000. Assholes. What a small, petty complaint. Anyway, guys, that's the end of the episode, and it's it's a good one. I really do love this episode. It's one of my favorites. It's just a lot of fun. It's it's scary to me. It really is, because it it's fun because it's a reality, and that's the whole point of it. Is it wasn't the creepy creatures or anything. It was man destroying man, and that's the whole point of it. Is man's worse? Our fears are worse than whatever whatever we think is going to hurt us. It's like when, okay, good way to describe it. It's when 
your house is dark at night and you think someone's breaking into your house. So you bring out the gun and you shoot. And it's almost always your fucking spouse or your kid or some shit like that. It's never a robber. It's almost never a robber. It's going to be someone you live with because why wouldn't it be? They're the ones in the house. It's that. This is what this episode is. It's not the alien. It's your fucking neighbor who's actually the threat to you. The aliens aren't really a threat. I mean, yes, they set it in motion, but you fucking did it. <laughs> like, people did it. And I love that, that concept. So, that's the end of the episode, anyway. Um, so, check out our YouTube page. YouTube.com slash Loitering on Land. It's awesome. Go subscribe. Please subscribe. And the Facebook page and all that, Loitering on Land. As of this episode, I have 300, we have 300 likes on Facebook. That's a big moment for me. 300's a lot. Considering I've put forth no effort in advertising. Anyway, guys, if you have any tips on YouTube subscribers, getting them without um, changing the content or anything like that, send that to loadingwonderland at gmail.com. I'd love to fucking hear it because I can't get people to subscribe. I get people to watch like crazy, but I can't get people to su- Nobody subscribes. It's weird. It's like I don't understand how to get people to do it. I'm just claiming my own ignorance on the, situ- on the subject. So, anyway, guys, um, check out the YouTube page. There's a uh, shitty movie showdown. It's a new show we started. Um, Americant just released episode six on customer service, done like a 1980s video VHS corporate training video on customer service. It's fucking awesome. Very proud of it. A lot of fun. There's also a lot of improv um, outtakes, a couple outtake reels on there. So go check that out if you're into that. And um, new show. I announced it in the last Twilight Zone episode, 121. I announced um, Hack from the Future is coming out. I haven't made it yet, but I am working on it. And I'm not going to go into what it is. You will see it when it comes out. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a quick show so you can share it with your friends. I'm trying to do shorter shows. Like, this is a little bit longer. I don't have to go. Like, right now we're at almost 20 minutes. 15, 20, somewhere there. Anyway, guys, um, check out those shows. Nick Cagecast is also on there. And I appreciate it. So, um, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. <laughs>